0: This episode of How I Built It is brought to you by two great sponsors. The first is our season-long sponsor. Liquid Web has been best known as a managed hosting company with tons of options. It's also designed a managed WordPress offering that is perfect for mission-critical sites. If you're looking for improved performance, maximized uptimes, and incredible support, Liquid Web is the partner you've been looking for. Every Liquid Web Managed WordPress customer has iTheme Sync integrated into their managed portal, allowing them to update several sites with a single touch. Liquid Web hosts all of my critical websites, and I couldn't be happier with them. If you sign up today using the discount code HowIBuiltIt33, you get 33% off for the next six months. Visit buildpodcast.net slash liquid to get started. That's buildpodcast.net. .net/liquid It's also brought to you by Lifter LMS. Lifter LMS helps online course creators convert their expertise and life experiences into income by creating impactful online courses. Lifter is a WordPress-based learning management system plugin that makes it easy to create, sell, and protect engaging online courses for your website. With Lifter LMS, You can have your own courses, online school, and membership website. You can even upsell coaching programs and offer Facebook-like communities on your website with Lifter LMS. Join thousands of smart education entrepreneurs building the most engaging learning platforms on the internet with Lifter LMS. How I Built It listeners can use the promo code BUILTIT to get 15% off the first year of any Lifter LMS add-on or bundle. Visit buildpodcast.net slash lifter to sign up today. That's buildpodcast.net slash lifter. Today, I get to talk to Neil Feather of SightLock. SightLock has been a great supporter of the show, and uh, I really enjoy the stuff that uh, we got to talk about We focus primarily on security, surprisingly, as SiteLock focuses on that. And it's not just the technical aspects of security, it's about educating yourself and uh, really protecting your website from the outside in. Neil also shares some pretty interesting stats about how a security breach can truly ruin a small business. Uh, So I'll just let him kind of get into that stuff. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I made a very timely Home Alone reference. It's timely now. It was now when I made the reference. Uh, So without any further ado, on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, how did you build that? Today, my guest is Neil Feather, president of SightLock, who is one of our podcast sponsors. So I'm very happy uh, to have him on the show to talk a little bit about SightLock. Neil, how are you doing today? I'm
1: doing great. thanks. How are you, Joe? Thanks for having me.
0: i am I am fantastic. Uh, and again, thanks for being on the show. So why don't we start off with a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do and how you came up with the idea for Sitelock?
1: Yeah, so I'm a co-founder and the President of Sitelock. So I've been here since the beginning. You know, we founded this business in two thousand and eight. Before that, I spent you know time in in various different capacities. But always around, large data sets and, and doing a lot with you know analytics and predictive analytics and that's something that we've carried through into SiteLock. a lot of what we do is based on the data that we are able to collect around the you know now 12 million websites that we are protecting um, you know we use that data to help build our threat library and help kind of kind of help protect our customers so what we do at SiteLock is we have a, a suite of products that help website owners keep their sites safe for their visitors. So, you know, we offer a variety of different products from malware, identification and removal, vulnerability management, web application firewall, all those kinds of things to help, you know, ensure a safe and, and fast experience for for users. You know, so so as far as the idea for SiteLock really came to us from the time, you know, we recognized that there was a, a bit of a gap in terms of what was offered to business owners who were looking to, you know, build a online presence. What there was at the time was there were a lot of, you know, security products that were available for large businesses, enterprises, you know, and and folks like that. But, you know, they were expensive. They didn't really work in, you know, environments where it was a multi-tenant, so maybe you know you shared hosting kind of kind of environments. There were very heavy kind of products that would take down websites, that sort of thing. So we needed to build something that was not only kind of affordable, but also approachable for these small, small, medium sized business folks. And that's kind of the idea. And the the reason that we built SiteLock was that we wanted to build enterprise level security for small and medium sized businesses. So, you know, that meant to us building a product that was cost effective as well as, you know, address the real issues that small and medium-sized businesses face, which, you know, are quite different from those that, that large businesses may may encounter. You know, in, in addition to that, you know, we wanted to make sure that we were always backing that up with a, a team of folks that you could talk to. So that's why we do 24-7 support here in the U.S. Uh, for all of our customers. You know, no matter the kind of size of the business, we're, we're you know, happy to, to help them out. It's, you know, we recognize that not all small business owners have, a ton of security expertise, uh, so maybe where they're not comfortable and they want to talk to someone. So we want to get that that to them as well. So that was a little bit kind of the the need that we sensed out there in the market, you know, back in 2008, 2009 timeframe, um, and that's kind of what what drove us to to build this this company.
0: Gotcha. And and so I I know you primarily from the WordPress community, but you don't just focus on WordPress sites, is that right?
1: Yeah. So the way that we built our Platform is, it's all cloud-based, so it's really platform agnostic. Now, that said, we support, you know, about 4 million uh, WordPress websites. So, you know, we do definitely have a a commitment to and, and, you know, a strong partnership with that community, you know, but if you're using a different builder or a different platform, there's no limitation from a technology standpoint.
0: Gotcha. Very cool. And so when you were so you said you came from a background of predictive analytics a lot of data and things like that uh, as far as a kind of a security background goes was were you were you strong in that background or did you what kind of research did you do before uh and and while starting SiteLock
1: yeah so i did a lot of research myself i also teamed up with folks who have been doing security for you know uh their their profession so you know our our other co-founder had you know, a good amount of background in website security. So, you know, I was kind of utilizing a lot of his knowledge in that space as well. So, you know, that, that helped kind of solidify the, uh, security, you know, knowledge of the team, but certainly did a ton of research, you know, just on the internet, picking the brains of folks who've been around small business websites and kind of under some of the concerns issues that those folks face. Um, regarding the security of their websites. And, you know, that input is really important in terms of helping us solve real problems for folks. You know, if you talk to the kind of, you know, enterprise type security people, they tend to be focused on a different set of problems around endpoint, around maybe network security, that sort of thing. But we were really focused on, you know, for small businesses, a lot of their IT investment, you know, especially these days with so much happening in the cloud uh, tends to be, largely around their website it may maybe the only it asset that they really own and have invested in right because they're using maybe salesforce for crm or you know zendesk for support or some uh google you know for office productivity that sort of thing so they don't really own infrastructure anymore but the one thing that they own tends to be that website and they probably invested in that and that's why we wanted to focus on that because we you know enterprises still do own a lot of infrastructure uh, and they're they're focused on securing that infrastructure whereas for small and medium-sized businesses maybe one of the one of the, if not the biggest kind of, you know, IT assets, certainly the most visible, is going to be their website, and that's why we chose to focus there.
0: Man, that's a that's a really great point. And it's tough to almost convince somebody, right, that security is really important. They might not spend the money that they want to spend on making sure like, for example, their WordPress site is up to date or or things like that. Is that right? So so what kind of hurdles do you do you try to overcome with Convincing people security is important.
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing that we face is is, especially with the small and medium sized businesses, is this kind of feeling that it's not gonna happen to me, right? And you know, I think we tend to a little bit people kind of estimate risk based on what happens to people they see like them, right? So when we see Anthem healthcare get breached and Sony and HBO and you know these huge companies get breached, it tends to make small and medium-sized businesses feel even more secure that they're not going to be the target of these attacks. But the reality is, you know, 80% or more of attacks are aimed at organizations with a hundred or fewer employees. And, you know, from a cyber criminals perspective, they're very much low hanging fruit on the internet, right? They, they aren't maybe protecting themselves. They lack some of the tools and capabilities. So our biggest kind of push is to start educating people that really there's no such thing as too small to hack. And every website has something that's of value to a cyber criminal and has a very well-defined value for them, whether that be, you know, your visitor data, the the visitors themselves who can be redirected to, you know, malicious uh, locations on the internet, um, whether that be, you know, SEO backlinking juice that you can give to, you know, third parties un- unwittingly. So every website has something of value and, you know, the, the kind of, approach that the cyber criminals take because they are financially motivated is how do i you know get the most return on my investment for the least amount of effort right and if that means you know writing a bot that goes out and compromises you know a thousand wordpress sites or joomla sites or drupal sites that all have the same vulnerability i don't really care what the business is behind them but i know that i'm going to be able to generate dollars for for you know myself out of out of the the control of those sites right including maybe launching additional attacks on other unsuspecting sites so that's kind of the the education process that we're trying to go through uh, with our customers and what we're hoping that people do is you know accept that or you know kind of get that knowledge ahead of time so they can be more proactive it's always more efficient less expensive to uh, prevent a problem than it is to come back and try to you know react to it later. And in fact, for small businesses, over sixty percent of small businesses that get breached are out of business in the first six months after a breach. So you know the impacts wow. for a small business are really pretty consequential. Uh, so we really want to try to do our best to educate people up front,
0: yeah, so I had an analogy, but I want that last point to land again. Over sixty percent of businesses are out of business in six months after a breach?
1: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense when you think about it, right? Because there's a lot of research out there that talks about the impact to enterprises of breaches. And there is, right? It's very expensive. It can be very costly. But when you're Home Depot or Target and you get breached, there's a couple of things that happen. One, you have a lot of cash on hand that you can pay for the cost of a breach, right? right. Um, that's not the case for a lot of small businesses, right? They're They're kind of very focused on making payroll and that sort of thing, right? Uh, So if you miss, you know, a couple of weeks or a month of revenue, that's going to really significantly uh, impact your ability to to pay the bills, right? The other thing is, you know, two-thirds of of website customers say that they won't come back to a site that's been breached before, you know, and that is, you know, I think pretty impactful on smaller businesses because there are alternatives out there, right? If Target gets breached, you might still go back to Target because what choice do you have? Right for small business, that's not really the case, right? There are a lot of choices out there, and people are pretty happy to make those trade-offs, or it's easier for them to make those trade-offs. So, you know, I think that in some sense, you hear a lot about the cost of cyber breaches, um, and that's focused around enterprises and the cost per record and that sort of thing. Uh, but what gets lost in that is, you know, for small businesses, the difference between, you know, being a thriving business that's employing maybe dozens of employees one day, being out of business in six months, maybe that security element and you know when you think about it on that axis the investment's pretty small
0: yeah absolutely and so there's there's a lot of great things to parse out here right and, and the first is that you know smaller businesses are like low-hanging fruit right it's like uh, if somebody somebody's probably not gonna rob a mansion right because they likely have the security in place they've got the gate they've got dogs if you watch a lot of movies and things like that but uh, you know you might have more of the like the the burglars from home alone that are hitting up the houses while people are on vacation uh or away for the holidays right because that's they're easier and less likely to be secured uh so and man i'm like still that's uh that last is crazy and and makes perfect sense because the cost of recovering from a breach uh, is a lot greater you know it's like getting insurance
1: yeah, it's it's the it's the cost of recovery that you know you have to spend on not only like the technical solution to it, but think about the reputational kind of impact of that to a small business as well. And I think that's really where you know a lot of the it's harder to calculate that cost, but it it becomes very real uh, in terms of potentially lost revenue for those businesses.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially if you're a small shop, right? If you're if you're running WooCommerce or something like that, I am. If you've been breached, I'm not going to give you my credit card information. Like I just it's it's I can't trust you anymore. So, that's a really great point.
1: Yeah, I think that the consumers are becoming more aware of that too, right? You know, they're they're being notified by their credit card companies when this stuff happens and they're able to, you know, make better decisions about, you know, how to share their personal data online. There's a lot of a lot more awareness on the consumer level. You know, so you have this kind of interesting dynamic where you know people think about it for themselves as consumers and enterprises are very much aware of it but you know the same people are thinking about it themselves for consumers kind of you know i won't say forget but don't apply level of caution to maybe the small business that they're starting um you know that they're running so you know there's a little bit of a disconnect there that we're trying to bridge the gap on
0: yeah absolutely that's fantastic so We are, I guess, about halfway through at this point. Uh, So why don't we talk a little bit about, uh, let's first talk about the services that SiteLock offers, right? Because I know you have a ton, like there's a a dozen or so on the panel that I log into. And then how you guys built that, like what did you start with and how did the product evolve over time?
1: Sure, yeah. So in terms of the full suite of products from a SiteLock perspective, we offer everything from malware scanning. We offer an automated remediation tool called Smart that will automatically clean up malware uh, for folks who have you know, been breached. Uh, we do vulnerability management, so we can identify and help remediate vulnerabilities on your website, so weak spots on your website. We offer a CDN to help accelerate the performance of your website and mitigate uh, denial of service type attacks of our web application firewall that helps really block attacks proactively and lastly and and certainly not least we recently also acquired a business and called patchman which is really focused um toward the infrastructure providers hosting companies and that sort of thing uh, if you own your own vps or your own your own dedicated server that'll help you state on the latest patches for cms's like wordpress so that you know one headache of updating all the time is kind of taken away by an automated measure that you know is just kind of running in the background on the server and keeps that stuff um, when vulnerabilities are identified, kind of patches that on the fly for you. So that's that's you know only a few, a couple of months old, but something that we're very about.
0: That's great. And so it seems like you offer things from from the inside out and from the outside in, right? I interviewed uh Dre Armada from Securi uh, at the beginning of uh, 2017, and he talked about you know, that's maybe the the biggest unrealized vulnerability, right? Is like you can do all these things inside WordPress or Drupal or Joomla to secure your site. But, you know, if the front door is open, people are still going to walk in, right?
1: Yeah, I think that's right. You know, and that's kind of why we've, you know, been addressing it on multiple fronts, right? So we do most of what we do in the cloud so that we're kind of a, a layer removed from the, you know, the actual installation of a CMS, right? So if you're doing plugin based security, that's great. And you got to, you know, it's a good first step, but you know, you're still kind of reliant on the environment that you're in right so they're within the that environment if that gets compromised you're also kind of compromised a little bit there you know and there are steps you can take to mitigate that but that's one of the reasons that we chose to be outside of the of the we're protecting the the web application from outside of the web application if you will and that's in both sides so whether we're doing a cloud-based model with the traditional site lock products or whether we're doing agent-based model that's running on the server in the traditional kind of patchman model doing that at a level of abstraction so that we're able to operate and not be not be subject to the same types of compromises that happen to to websites generally.
0: That's that's fantastic. And again, I, I I I feel like I'm throwing a lot of pop culture references out here, but you said that and it, it reminded me of a line from the the Hamilton musical. Uh, if there's a fire, you can't put it out from inside the house, right? It's so you're you're taking yourself outside the house to to protect it. That's
1: so, a great analogy. Yeah, I'm going to use yeah, that. Awesome. <laughs>
0: So as far as, so you have a great list of services here. So how did you build it? And this could be like, you know, what decisions did you make or from a technical level or, um, you know, you said your background's in kind of uh, analytics. So, you know, are you making data driven decisions, things like that? So whatever you're most comfortable with answering this question.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, thankfully for our customers, I wasn't the one doing the technical build out of the product. <laughs> we have much smarter putting on that. But, you know, from a, from thinking about how we kind of put products together, you know, we started um, what's going to be the kind of enter a lot of customers. How can we get some help, get them started with security? And that's where we started with the aware scanning. Right. Because for two reasons, one is it's that we can do that. Every site can take advantage of and can and can leverage, right? Also, it's something that every website wants to be aware of, right? So if something happens and you have evidence of malware on your site, you definitely want to be aware of that. So, you know, that's kind of where we started. Then, you know, we built out from there, which was, hey, it's great that you guys told me I have malware. How do I get rid of it? So we built tools to, to do that manually. And then, you know, using the database kind of an analytical approach, we were able to build tools to automate that, and we could really start doing that at scale. So, you know, as you start scaling up from, you know, a million, three million, six million customers, you really need to start heavily automating things so that, you know, you can just through the volume as well as use the data that you're they're starting to accumulate to make smarter decisions and help drive down prices for customers, right, um, ultimately. So that is kind of the approach that we took on that. And then we layered on additional functionality in terms of, you know, the vulnerability management, the more preventative solutions, and then, you know, kind of bringing it full circle with the, the, the agent-based solution for larger websites or for, you know, hosted environments that we're selling directly to hosts. And the reason that we're doing it that way is, look, you know, small business owners have enough to worry about, right? Um, they're, they're, there's a lot for them to think about. And where their passion lies is almost certainly not in securing their website. Right. Right. So we want to make it easy for them. We want to give them one place that they can go to get all of these answers, get all these solutions. So they're not managing multiple dashboards, passwords, alerts, systems, all that sorts of thing. Right. So we want to make this as easy as possible and be a one stop shop for securing your website. And that's kind of how we went about building site lock in blocks. Right. So we started with that malware piece. Moved to vulnerability, moved to the more proactive thing, and now kind of bringing it full circle, so where we can actually work on the on the server itself. So um, that's kind of the idea that we've been uh, driving for the last you know eight or nine years, and you know the idea that we can we can be that trusted partner, so that small businesses can really outsource uh, what what for most of them is a headache, which is security.
0: Yeah, and that's that's great, and. I used to when I did freelance work I mean that was not something I ever wanted to do either right I would try to sell people on the preventative measures but more than once it took a site uh, getting compromised for them to finally like take the preventative package right so yeah where where I where I might charge you know 300 bucks a year for like just light very or employing some other service right like something to automatically back up, something to automatically sure. scan. It might cost six or seven hundred bucks for me to find the malware, clean it, test it, monitor the site, make sure like that's not what I want to spend my time doing, right? And you guys can automate that. That's way better for everybody involved.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's one of the things we we work with a lot of design agencies and freelancers that, you know, want to be able to deliver a product to their customers that they can stand behind, you know, you know, and, and everyone knows, you know, it's secure and it's great when you build it, you know, the next day, who knows what's gonna happen, right? New vulnerabilities are released, new things happen, right? So it gives you the opportunity to, you know, not only, Continue that relationship with customers by providing them service ongoing, but also, you know, provide an ongoing revenue stream for, you know, kind of that maintenance agreement and security is part of that and design updates are part of that. But, you know, you want to build that, that longer term relationship with customers. So it's not like a one and done right where you drop the site off and then, you know, let me know when you need me again. And you can start building that, that longer term relationship, both from a business perspective, as well as from a, you know, just, just networking and relate standpoint, you want that you know, ongoing touch point with customers. And, you know, there are a lot of ways to do that. We think security is a great one because, you know, you can help provide a real value to your customers and prevent some of the the issues that, you know, they may see their, their colleagues experiencing out there and start to see that value that, you know, you as an agency or a freelancer are delivering for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it shows that you care, you know, I could build a site for, I don't know, a thousand bucks using some template in the page builder and no thought whatsoever and build it in a couple of hours and give it to you and say good luck, right? Or I could build a site for 10 times that and like be invested in it and say like, hey, I care about your business. I'm building you this tool to help your business. And the next step is making sure that your business stays secure. and. From what I've seen, you know, I'm a user of your product, and everything you've talked about today, SiteLock is is a great partner to help me be an advocate for my clients. You know, if, if I was still freelancing,
1: uh, that, that's great. Thanks for that for that uh, you know compliment. I think that's exactly what we want to be is is you know either if, if it's the business using our our products or the the you know design agency or whatever, we want to be that security partner. You know, like like I said, there's most small business owners are not going to be experts on security so we want them to be able to kind of you know leverage the skills that that's all we think about right we we sleep eat and breathe this stuff so you know use our team let us let us help you with that you know and you can do what you're passionate about which is running a small business right
0: yeah absolutely so so if i were trying to convince a client right i feel like the the easy route to take as far as trying to convince them to do a security package Is like scare tactics, right? But that's not maybe the best thing to do. How would you recommend I sell security to my clients?
1: Yeah, I mean, the way we try to position it with customers is to think of it as an investment, right? You know, you don't want to scare people, but you know we went through some of the stats and i think it's just bringing it's its kind of you know bringing those facts out um and, and kind of helping educate people around the facts um you know the intent is not to scare folks but it is to educate and, and make them aware of what that investment really means and what it's saving them down the line right so you know just like you would buy you know insurance for the business overall or you know insurance for your you know liability employees healthcare, whatever you know think of it as an insurance policy for your website that's going to help you know, keep you safe from from those kind of breaches, that sort of thing, uh, is one way to position it. You know, another way to position it is 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 as a you know kind of maintenance cost of you know building a website is you've got to keep these these you know products and features up to date. You've got to keep you know uh, aware of new vulnerabilities as they come out you know, if anything goes wrong, you want to be able to clean it up very quickly. So, you know, it's almost uh, an ongoing cost of owning a website uh, is another right. way to kind of think about it, you know, it, and especially from a design agency perspective who work with maintenance contracts and that sort of thing, you know, it's an opportunity to kind of buy that in or, you know, pitch it to customers as, you know, here's our security product that, you know, make sure that the 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 product that we deliver is exactly as safe and as fast and, you know, as as reliable as the day we built it.
0: Absolutely. That that sounds fantastic. And it, it, you know, if relating it to again kind of everyday things, you have car insurance, you get your car inspected at least once a year. Why wouldn't you do the same thing for p- perhaps the main thing that's driving business to you, right? I I I think it's fair to say that no matter what business you're in, uh your website is an integral part of that. If you're a restaurant, you're going to have your number, your menu, directions show up in Google. Uh, if you're a contractor, you need to have a website now to uh, put in bids for projects and stuff it's, like that. It's
1: so, how customers find you. It's your brand online, right?
0: Right, right. Exactly. So, awesome. Well, we're coming up on time and I have two questions. What are your plans for the future? Uh, for reference, we are recording this in the middle of August. Smack dab in the middle of August. Uh, it's coming out in a, a you know, six to eight weeks from today. So uh, what can people look for for SiteLock in the near future?
1: Yeah, so I think there's a few things. You know, one thing that we're pretty excited about, especially pertaining to WordPress, is we're launching a product that will help you clean and remove spam from your database. You know, one of the kind of constant plagues of of owning a dynamic website is that people will put uh, a bunch of garbage into, into your database that then, you know, shows up as... Spammy comments and, and other things. So uh, we've launched a, a in beta right now uh, in August, but by the time this podcast airs, it should be live. Cleaning product that helps website owners kind of manage that, remove that junk out of their database, and you know preserve good comments so that you know, their users are having a, a more realistic experience on their website and a very you know cleaner, safe experience too, because uh, that's a lot of ways that people will try to inject malware in there in, a, in an easy way as well. So you know we're 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 launching that. We're excited about it in addition to that you know we're going to be rolling out here probably by the time this launches the ability to patch outdated versions of wordpress on the fly so you know if you're running an outdated version you know we don't upgrade it we just patch it so that it doesn't break any functionality and that'll be something that we can we can run through uh SiteLock as well uh, with our integration of the the patchman suite of products into into the SiteLock suite so you know a lot of a lot of good news there and you know some exciting stuff that we're you know, thinking is going to make a big difference for website owners in terms of the simplicity and the convenience of managing site.
0: That's fantastic. And I have a quick story about the spam. Uh, so you guys don't see the video, but Neil and I are uh, are on a video chat uh, and he saw me smirk when he said that. And because I wrote a blog post a couple of months ago uh, called How to Remove 3 Million Spam Comments from Your Database Using WP CLI." Uh, so when I was at Crowd Favorite, we had an agency, or they are an agency, and we had a client that had three million spam comments in their database. You can't just go to to spam and and clear all if you have three million comments because it's gonna like crash everything. I got uh, Pippin's plugin and I tried that and it would have taken days. I tried doing it like just through like other avenues and WPCLI and like a a custom query. For the database is what finally did it for me. And it took me probably about, I'm, I'm gonna say going to say 12 to 16 hours from the time we discovered 3 million spam comments to a working solution. So I, I will link that blog post in the show notes, but... Cleaning spam comments is like no joke if you get a lot. Like 12 to 16 hours at $125 billable is a lot of money.
1: <laughs> yeah, it sure is. And, you know, the other thing is for a lot of customers, of our customers, you know, they're not able to. It's great that you can use the, the you know, WP CLI uh, to do that, but most folks are not going to do that, right? So providing right, a right. nice little GUI that they can work through that is something that we think is important for a lot of site owners. So, you know, we're excited about it.
0: That's fantastic. So that's great. And I'm looking forward to both of those things in the near future. And so the last question, my favorite question to ask, is uh, do you have any trade secrets for us?
1: <laughs> if I told you it wouldn't be a secret. Yeah, you know, no, I think I think one of the things that, you know, we've we've talked about and, and you know, we've we've learned, you know, is as as far as we talked a lot about security, so we'll take it maybe a different tack about running you know, small business. and And one of the things that we've learned from our own mistakes that maybe we can prevent someone else from making the same mistake is you know to think really hard about about hiring and 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 building a culture, right? And one of the things that that we experienced as we were growing is, you know we we had built what we thought was you know and we still believe is is a great culture. And we were bringing but that culture is based on you know moving fast, making decisions quickly, and rapid changes. And so when we were bringing new employees in, We had people with great backgrounds coming in, you know, from big companies and that sort of thing. And what we realized pretty quickly was that some of that stuff sounds great to people when they're kind of starting and they want to be part of a more dynamic culture and that sort of thing. But, you know, to really kind of hire for the culture that you're building, you know, and I think that we learned, you know, From our mistakes that we need to be much more upfront and much more clear about what working here is really like and you know for some people very exciting and very energizing some people it's terrifying right i tell people you know when you come in in the morning don't expect to finish the day the way you thought you were gonna right so if you think you're gonna do these 10 things during day you're probably gonna get one of those done and 12 other things right as the day goes by because that's kind of the environment that we operate in but you know, we want to be very clear with people about that, and I think that's something that you know, as you're building a business and you're building a, a especially a startup, you know, it's very important to be cognizant of the types of employees you're bringing in and how they're going to add to your culture.
0: That's fantastic advice, and we don't get a whole lot of hiring advice uh, on the show, so really glad to have that. Uh, as an employee, I know I'm very appreciative. When I when I got the job at Crowd Favorite three years ago, Kareem was very upfront with me about, hey, this is. I was coming from higher ed. Hey, this is not higher ed. You know, it's not an eight to four job. This is agency life. You might have to work longer certain days and it's higher stress. And and I was like, yeah, I'm yeah. ready for it. So, yeah, it's great. Absolutely be upfront with the people you're hiring. Otherwise, you're going to lose good.
1: Exactly. Experience. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's just disappointing on both sides, right? Because you want to set clear expectations and it's super important. You know, And I think for us, what we learned is, you know, just that level of clarity and you know really being very thoughtful about culture fit
0: that's fantastic well uh neil thank you so much for joining me today i really appreciate the time
1: yeah thank you joe it was great to talk to
0: you just a great conversation with a great guy. I really enjoyed that. I love his trade secret about hiring because uh, that's really important. So, thanks again to Neil for his time. Thanks to you, the listeners. And of course, thanks to our sponsors. Uh, liquid Web has sponsored this entire season. Honestly, the podcast wouldn't be where it is without them. So, absolutely check out the amazing hosting they have. It's very secure. Go to buildpodcast.net/slash liquid. And thanks to our new sponsor, Lifter LMS. I know the guys at Lifter. They're absolutely fantastic. We interviewed uh, Chris Badgett earlier in this season, uh, and they're just really doing great work. So if you need to get an online course set up quickly, uh, head on over to buildpodcast.net slash Lifter, and you'll get a little discount. So thanks so much to both of them if you enjoyed the show i would love uh, a rating and a review in apple podcast It's how i get better it's how people discover the show and as we close out season three and head into season four those ratings and reviews are going to be even more important right because i'm making changes for the show now and uh finally uh i'm linking in the show notes a link to a uh, a new community i set up over on facebook a new group where you can Uh, Interact with other listeners and guests And post questions and post the things you're building Uh, So I will Put that uh, link in the show notes It's also going to be at buildpodcast.net Slash Facebook So uh, that's I know I'm giving you a lot of stuff to do But I know you can handle it Uh, It's been a great great season Uh, And make sure to tune in next week Because it is the season finale And I'll be talking to Morton Rand Hendrickson So until next time Get out there and build something.